0: hey welcome to the calm with dom podcast where we harness our highly sensitive nature to become grounded and aligned versions of ourselves i am your spiritual emotional intelligence coach dominic let's get into it so today we're talking about emotional reactivity slash intensity this is the third trait of highly sensitive people that i'm going over if you missed the first two episodes of this series don't sweat it. You can listen to the last two episodes I released going over a highly sensitive person's depth of processing and overstimulation slash over arousal. I promise that's not a sex thing. I know it sounds like it with the word arousal being in it, but I get it. it. It's not what you think though. So check it out when you can. Moving on, let's talk about emotional reactivity. What exactly is this? this trait. Um, it's simply how you emotionally react to your immediate environment. I like to think of it as the step right before empathy, right? So it's your capacity to, or for feeling the emotions of others. If you think about, um, when you watch a movie scene or commercial, that's sad or upsetting, whatever that first emotional reaction that it invokes in you, right, is basically your emotional reactivity or your capacity for emotional reactivity. So you might cry, you might feel sadness, you might feel completely apathetic, uh, you might be critical, concerned. Uh, The the emotion is besides the point. It's just that initial step before you reach empathy, right? It's even that, I want to say... Honestly, like I was going to try to explain it a different way, but I feel like that's the most clear, right, and concise way that I can explain it. Um, so I'll just move on. Everyone other than those with antisocial personality disorder has different levels of emotional reactivity, right? So what makes highly sensitive people different is their capacity, right, their level of capacity for emotional reactions, Unsurprisingly, it's really high. We're more emotional. Our emotional worlds are very rich. Um, but that's not to say that we emote more, right? That can become a misconception very easily. We can emote more, but it's that's a very individual thing. And it's not really across the board, right? So uh, even if you're highly sensitive, it doesn't directly mean that you're always wearing your heart on your sleeve, right? So even if it's not easy for you to express or show your emotions, it doesn't mean you don't feel deeply. That's, that's the key to emotional reactivity. So what does this level of emotional reactivity mean for you exactly? Basically, it means that it doesn't take much for you to understand how others are feeling, Right. This quality actually makes highly sensitive people more quote unquote empathic, right? Or seemingly feel the emotions of others because it's instantaneous. It's instinctive. If someone is expressing discomfort around you, you in return first feel the discomfort and then make adjustments. Right. So that could be adjustments in your environment and your behavior in your decisions overall as needed, right? With the information that you have, right? This usually means that you make decisions with that information in mind. And this is why highly sensitive people tend to be very strong decision makers, right? You see how this is all adding up? If you've caught the past episodes on depth of processing and overstimulation, this just makes sense, right? You take your ability to immediately recognize the details of your environment And add that to your ability to deeply process said details. And, you know, we're just adding another layer to that, which is our ability to deeply empathize with and consider the other people in your environment, right? Decision-making is literally your superpower, right? So my advice for you, in case you need to hear this, is don't beat yourself up about taking your time with said decisions, right? So whether it's as small as planning your day or as big as uprooting your entire life, you are statistically more likely to make the right decision for your situation than if a non-highly sensitive person were in your situation. Now, I am not talking down uh, on non-highly sensitive people, of course. Never would I think of doing that. We are no better or worse. I just want to outline that Your high level of emotional reactivity is simply another way in which you retain and use information. It's a part of your process. This is how you work differently, and it can be a great tool. That being said, it's not always a good thing. Of course, it comes with downsides. One downside, one major downside to emotional reactivity in highly sensitive people is you're more likely to be deeply impacted by events and situations than others who experience the same exact thing. And I think that just comes with the territory, right? You can't be so sensitive to the world without being affected by it. So if you were brought up in a particularly negative environment, if you went through a traumatic event, it's going to impact you and your life in a big way. However, I'll go ahead and sandwich that downside with another plus, right? Another benefit because it's just as relevant. On the flip side, you benefit way more than others from positive environments, events, and situations. This is not an exaggeration. It can be the smallest bit of positivity, and you, as a result, are thriving. And just to prove that point, I want you to think of the last time you saw someone smile and it immediately made you smile, right? it more than made you smile it made your chest feel warm and you just felt good right just from seeing the sight or maybe it wasn't seeing you know a stranger smile directly at you right it could just be you witnessing other people laugh witnessing kids playing if that was recent right if you think back to whatever experience if you've had that experience and if you're highly sensitive i'm sure you have Um, And if that was recent and it's a pretty common thing for you, then consider my point. Proven. Whether it's happening directly to you or not, you benefit so much from a positive environment, right? You benefit so much from other people's uh, fortunes, right? And here's what I want you to take away from that there's two things I want you to understand about your emotional reactivity, my fellow highly sensitive soul, because I didn't understand this about myself for years, right? So number one is you don't need much to be happy and therefore your needs aren't a burden to others. We do this a lot to ourselves all the time in the middle of your overwhelm, in the middle of your overstimulation and general inability to be okay when a lot of things are going on for a long period of time, it's easy to think that you're falling short of other people's expectations, right? And that's because you're so hyper aware of the needs of others and how what you're doing is affecting them that you don't treat your needs with the same level of importance, right? With that same weight. And as highly sensitive people, when we don't tend to our needs, we're doing the opposite of harnessing our sensitivity to thrive, right? To excel no matter where we are. And instead, we suffer because of it. Instead, no one gets to benefit from your highly sensitive nature, not even you. Here's the second thing I want you to understand about your emotional reactivity your emotional reactivity enables you to excel no matter where you are, physically, in life, in love in your relationships, in your mental health, in your career, and and how you show up for other people. To be a person who can light up from seeing a stranger smile, to have a full heart from understanding someone else's good intentions, to have a literal fire spark in you from seeing other people's success. That's someone with access to immense power and strength and i can't stress this enough i feel like people don't typically use words like power and strength to describe highly sensitive people and i think that's a mistake when you can be uplifted and find value in very simple things when small details like that can excite you about life you can literally do anything you set your mind to and not everyone is going to understand that <clears throat> and that's okay if Everything I'm saying is spot on with how you experience the world. You understand exactly what this power is because I just described what emotional reactivity is. This is simply what it means to be a highly sensitive person. But it might be the first time you're hearing this personality trait be described this way. And I want to say something about that because personally, as a highly sensitive person, I truly don't get too excited when I hear other highly sensitive coaches and mentors say things like, yeah, highly sensitive people really hate change or highly sensitive people are prone to anxiety, right? They do like those, I don't know, they're supposed to be educational forms of um, enlightenment, I guess. I mean, I guess education in general is enlightening. Um, but those like quote unquote fun facts aren't fun, at least for me. Right. And they don't make me feel understood for the person that I am, nor do I feel like they help me understand myself more at the very least it's relatable to me. Right. Because, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm very open about this, but I've had uh, panic disorder, several anxiety disorders and depression for most of my life right? Um, at this point, you don't need a diagnosis for this stuff. Um, I did have diagnosis, a diagnosis. I did have those diagnoses, but symptoms are symptoms, right? And once you're aware of those symptoms, blanket statements like that don't give you the full picture of what it means to be highly sensitive, right? Or to be anyone struggling with the symptoms of an overwhelmed and overstimulated, highly sensitive person, Right. You're not suffering from your mental health symptoms, right? Or what I like to call energy leaks because you're a highly sensitive person. You're suffering because you don't know how to meet your needs as a highly sensitive person or you're unable to, right? You're not capable of doing so on your own at the very least. You're not familiar with how you operate as a highly sensitive person yet, right? That, that's when I feel we as highly sensitive people start to suffer from our mental health symptoms, when we don't understand why they're happening and what to do about it. And that's the difference. And personally speaking, I know having that mindset when I was learning more about why my mind works the way that it works, why and how the world affects me the way that it does, I was able to see the untapped potential and the value of my sensory processing sensitivity and of me as a person, right? And when you don't understand how to navigate these traits, those mental health symptoms are going to cripple you, right? Then those blanket statements of, yeah, highly sensitive, we highly sensitive people hate change, and highly sensitive people are more prone to all of these mental health illnesses, you know, whatever. It's just, If you don't understand how to, if you don't understand what it means to be a highly sensitive person and what these traits do for you, how they actually affect you, and what they can look like from both a positive and a negative perspective, these mental health symptoms are going to cripple you because you're going to think that you are fundamentally the problem. And being highly sensitive is not wrong. And it's not a problem. Um, I know I wanted to change it there, but I'm just I'm just passionate. Uh, and this is something that when you're speaking, or I should should speak for myself when I'm speaking um, about this topic. I'm obviously also speaking from pers- firsthand experience, and I understand how. Sometimes the things that we read and and we hear about highly sensitive people if we even hear the term, right? Because a lot of people don't even know what highly sensitive people are. I had no idea over 2 years ago, not a clue what what that term was or that I was one, right? It's pretty discouraging when you realize, "Oh, that sounds like me." And yeah, I am a highly sensitive person. And it doesn't sound good. It just sounds like there's something wrong with you. It sounds like it's a weakness and I can't stand that perspective. I can't stand that delivery. I can't stand that point of view because there are like, as human beings, we all have weaknesses, right? We have strengths, we have weaknesses, and I'm very matter of fact about that. And hearing about highly sensitive people in general, just painting. There's that picture that uh, educators, quote unquote educators, they may unknowingly do is, is, is encourage that picture of highly sensitive person just can't handle the world. Right. And the way that I'm different or, or that I hope that my delivery and my education and my coaching and and my mentoring uh, is right, or what it what it uh, provides is a picture of no, the, the the world is not too much for you to handle. You just experience it differently. That's it. Once you know how to deal with your highly sensitive nature, once you know how to navigate that and understand that your needs are different than 80% of the population, at least in the US, and you just know what you need to do to get your needs met and to protect your energy, to set up your boundaries, to make sure that you are self-reliant, all of a sudden your highly sensitive nature is being harnessed and you can only experience, or for the most part experience, the positive sides to being highly sensitive because it is a special thing, right? It's it's not very common and it's special. That That's it. Uh, the one thing I won't do is ever, I'll never coddle highly sensitive people and make them I'll never uh, think of myself as a saint or like this perfect human being who couldn't hurt a fly because I'm highly sensitive. Absolutely not. That's number one. <laughs> um, and I'll never encourage the notion that as highly sensitive people, I have to baby you because you're highly sensitive. Right? That's also that's also unfair and not helpful to you at all. It's all about empowering ourselves with the tools, equipping ourselves with the tools that we need to navigate the world, right? Our tools look differently because our playing field is different. That's all. That's all there is to it. So yeah, I was supposed to end that tangent a while ago, and then I kept going on the tangent, but hopefully that was... Uh, Something you needed to hear as a fellow highly sensitive person, if you are, or if you aren't and you just thought it was insightful, uh, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, But yeah, to recap, I'll just go ahead because I went on such a tangent. I'll recap what you need to remember about your emotional reactivity. And that is, number one, you need to understand that just because you understand the needs of others very quickly doesn't mean that your needs aren't as important, right? And that you shouldn't take care of your needs or put them first. And number two is you benefit more from positive environments and experiences than other people. Please remember that. Using that to your advantage is how you harness your highly sensitive nature to thrive in your relationships, your relationship with yourself, as well as your relationship with other people in your career, in all aspects of your life, honestly. And with that, I will end this episode. This was part three of what it means to be highly sensitive. Uh, the series, we have one more episode left and I saved the, I guess, the most important trait for last, which is our sensory processing sensitivity. Um, that will be up next week. So stay tuned for that. But Yeah. That's the, that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. I truly hope you enjoyed it. Here's what I need you to do right now. If you liked this episode and resonated with any word I said today, I need you to scroll on whatever screen you're on, just just a little bit, and rate and review the show. It would mean the world to me. You are directly supporting the show if you enjoy it and would like to, that is the most impactful thing that you can do for this show. So I would appreciate it. I also treat the reviews as a direct line of communication between you and I. So I will be responding to a lot of them as they come in at the end of every podcast. And I'm really excited about that because I want you to feel acknowledged and I want to show you that I appreciate you for even taking the time. It's It's such a small thing, but I do value your time. And I'm always appreciative that whenever you decide to spend that time with me, And also, if you feel that you're ready to start harnessing your sensitivity to start trusting yourself and actively show up for yourself, I do have a couple of resources you can take advantage of, as well as a free emotional intelligence reflection workbook that I recently revamped and launched. So I'll have links to all of the resources in the show notes as well. But that's all for now. I can't wait to hear from you, from my sensitive soul to yours. I'll see you next week.